Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 22nd is Proverbs chapters 30 and 31. The words of Agur, son of Yoke. The pronouncement, a man's oration to Ithiel, to Ithiel and Ukal. What is that? Agur means hired or a hired one, like a worker, somebody working in a field. It comes from the root word to gather. And yake, or jaka, comes from the Hebrew word to obey, or obedient one. So it's almost like a an obedient worker making a pronouncement to ithiel, which means with me is God. And a lot of people believe this was actually written by Solomon and he was using a code name or a pen name. And we don't really know, we can make assumptions, but we're getting more words of wisdom, insights into how to live a righteous life. And he asks some very great questions like, who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? What is the name of his son, if you know? tells us every word of God is pure. He, God, or maybe perhaps God's word, is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Don't add to his words or he will rebuke you and you will be proved a liar. And there's a verse, number 12, Proverbs 30, 12, that I really feel like God wants us to focus on today as we read in this light there is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet it is not washed from its filth. And I feel like we see that today. We're we're living in a society, a culture, that tells us we're fine just the way we are. And there's no need to change. And the only hate speech really is when you tell people that their lifestyle is not in line with what God wants them to do. I'm not suggesting we all need to go out and cause fights or pick fights and tell people how to live their lives. I think we all have the right to choose and we do that well. But what's so disturbing in our society today is that there is a movement to not just proclaim what is against God's will. This movement is trying to silence everyone who opposes it. And it's it's not enough for them to tell us what they think. They're telling us what we must think and how we must teach our children. And that's wrong because the lifestyle that they are putting forth is wrong. It is not honoring to God. You may say that's a bit of a stretch, but we'll get to that when we touch on Proverbs 31 in just a moment. 30.32 says, if you have been foolish by exalting yourself, or if you've been scheming, put a hand over your mouth. There are a few times throughout the Old Testament when God says, Be shocked, be amazed at maybe what he's going to do. 
because he's going to pour out judgment and wrath on those who openly exalt themselves and oppose him. And I say this as a loving plea to my friends, my neighbors, my countrymen, those who would claim that they have the keys to life, and yet they are so far from God. Please heed these words from the Most Holy God. Listen to Him and consider that His way is better than my way or your way. We are not God, and if we exalt ourselves, He will humble us. So we must humble ourselves in order to be saved. And it's as simple as admitting that God is right and that I am not. Proverbs 31 says it's the words of King Lemuel, which Lemuel is can be translated belonging to God. And a lot of people, most scholars agree and believe that this is also written by Solomon using a different pen name. And he's talking in large part about the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, throughout scripture, the man and the woman, the husband and the wife, represent, their relationship represents the relationship between God and his church the redeemed, the saved, the bride of Christ. The church, we believers, are the bride of Christ. Paul in Corinthians and in Ephesians talks about husbands loving your wives as Christ loves the church. This analogy goes throughout from the very beginning of scripture through Revelation, from Genesis to Revelation. And it's a picture of how a husband and a wife should come together and they represent the relationship between God and his people. And therefore, for two people of the same gender to declare themselves to be in a relationship, it is an affront to what God has designed. I am not in any way, shape or form suggesting that I am any better than any other human that's on the face of the earth who's ever lived, or that any Christian is better than any non-Christian or any other religion. What I'm suggesting is the word of God is clear that marriage is to be between a man and a wife, a man and a woman. In our society today, We are told that there's no limit. And not only is there no limit, we should celebrate it. Not just even for a day. We should celebrate it for an entire month. And it is an affront to God. And I will take no part of it. And I would suggest that any of us who have been trapped or tricked into 
taking part in it, celebrating something that is an affront to the Most Holy God, we must repent. We should put hands over our faces, over our mouths, when we realize that we have sinned against the Most Holy God. We are told in verse 8, 31, 8, Speak up for those who have no voice, for the justice of all who are dispossessed. The people who have no voice in our society are the children who are being trafficked. And it's the people who want to declare righteousness, but who are being silenced and censored and canceled. And that, my friends, is shameful. We as a society need to repent. Remember Jeremiah 29, 11, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent and seek my face, I will heal their land. I don't know that there's ever been a time in America where we've needed God to heal our land as much as we do now. It probably goes for the rest of the world as well thinking in particular of Ukraine right now. We need God to heal our lands. So we need to humble ourselves. We need to repent. We need to ask God to come to forgive us and to heal our lands. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.